something, niggas. With that. Hey, yo. So, uh, did we miss anything? Miss you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to the viewers, not, not my brother. I see him all the time. Yeah, no, um, we um we had to stop recording for a while. I myself got uh four jobs and see breezy. You know, I work two jobs, not including working out with these bitches. You almost got me to call you breezes, that's why that like came out weird. Yeah. And I was like, mm, not gonna happen. I know it's, it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> it's because I'm low key omnipotent. So uh, a whole yeah. lot of Kanye complex over here. So uh, I we, literally have pictures, pictures of myself. I'm sorry, I literally have a house with just pictures of myself everywhere. I said that once. So we have a mutual friend named B Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, I, to, <laughs> I said to him, I was like, we were just sitting one time. We were just like chilling and hanging out. I was like, you know how I really want to design the house? just want to put mirrors everywhere so I'm surrounded by legends. And he just sat there. He was like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> it's a fire emoji lifestyle, man. But, um, but man, we back. Back at it. Uh, yeah, um, so we didn't have, we had a format, and then we just started talking about uh, random sports things, and we thought, hey, that's kind of interesting. So, um, as you know, the preseason and football's over. This is the best time for sports, because uh, sooner or later, basketball's going to start back up. We got playoff baseball, football starting back up. What? That playoff baseball. What's that? Why are you hating right now? Uh, I'm not. I just couldn't hear you. Playoff baseball. What? Playoff baseball. <clears throat> One more time. Niggas in the back can't hear you. Playoff baseball. That's a thing. Yes. Postseason baseball. It's a big deal. Postseason. They have seasons. For you, for real, right now. Okay. I'm just gonna go out there and say I've been to more softball games than baseball games. That I understand. Softball's better. Change my mind. Uh, it's a lot of beautiful women that play softball. I'm I'm 100% agree. I, beautiful women or not, I think the softball is legitimately more entertaining than baseball is. Oh, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Legitimately. What's up? Uh, the women conduct these crazy athletic feats, these catches that look amazing. Uh, yeah, they're not running up balls. You see some on the top 10 of baseball players where people are running up balls and that shit looks dope as fuck. The same token, I mean, I'll, I think that softball can translate better than baseball can because it's actually a sport that's not about how many athletic feats you can. You're not entertained by the athletic feat itself. Mm. You're more entertained by the ability to play, right? <clears throat> With that being said, you look at basketball, you look at the WNBA versus the NBA. I think the NBA is more entertaining because they can actually do athletic feats and it's measured on the athletic feat. I think that uh, soccer is another one, right? You look at soccer, that's another one where, like, we're measuring it by the athletic feet itself, so it looks really good. When, like, it looks cool when yeah. you can do these athletic feats, and more so men do them more so than women do. Uh, softball and baseball are so closely related in that aspect that it comes down to the, the, the 
tangible like play. And I think the softball is just more entertaining to me, personal opinion. No, yeah, no, I disagree with you on that. But I will say this because there's always been talking about like, well, the WNBA sucks and women can't play sports. Women's soccer, light years above men's soccer. And it's not because the women are hot. Like, I feel. You said skill wise, you think they are? I don't know. Skill wise, I'm just saying, like, it's a more entertaining game. I'd, I'd watch a women's soccer game. I don't even know if it's more entertaining. I think that you might say it's more entertaining just because you see the USA winning uh, versus the male USA team not winning. However, okay. um, it comes to like the, the athletic piece themselves. You see these bicycle kicks. You see dudes jumping four feet in the air and bounce a ball off their head. Shit, shit's kind of lit. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't know. I just I, I feel like women's soccer goes faster. That's cap. That's cap. No. I'm soccer with fast. They would have lost no 15 year old boys. No, oh, I mean the game, the game speed. It feels like the game speed is just not like the athletes are faster and better. I'm saying it feels like there's like less timeouts and oh, whatever's happening. I've had. I've had last time you watched a soccer game? Bro? I've had to score soccer games for uh, schools, hmm. and like sometimes, and maybe because I'm like at a junior high game. Or high school. Yeah, maybe. I'm like, yo, let's go. Come on. Now, at the same time, I've had to like do baseball games for high schools and softball games. And some of these softball games, I'm like, yo, can like somebody like run to the liquor store real quick and like. You know what else might dial into that? Mm-hmm. Every every school I went to, uh, as far as like from high school to junior college, uh, to college, like to, to a four-year university. All of our softball teams were – Powerhouses. Yeah. They were really good. Like really, really good. And no one ever talked about our baseball teams. Even though we've had people drafted Major League Baseball from – Oh, high school. Yeah. 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 No one cared. I didn't give a fuck. You know what was interesting, though? Uh, there's a pitcher who who's in the Major Leagues right now that we mm-hmm. played against my senior year in mm-hmm. baseball. So I did go to that game. I wasn't used to the recruiting kind of situation mm-hmm. in baseball because, you know, you're allowed to go directly to, to being pro and being drafted immediately. Yeah. So it was really interesting to see pro scouts, pro scouts out there watching a kid. And when he would throw a pitch, you just see 7, 12, 15 guns, speed guns. Yeah. Go up in the air. And it's, it's fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, fucking nuts, man. It's crazy. Like, you'll see, like, this kid throw a pitch. And a bunch of heads just go down to a notepad. You're like, oh, oh. What the fuck? Oh, he's that. He's him. Yeah. Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that was cool, you know. Um, but overall, I just, uh, I, I bumped with softball. I remember um, we played against a guy who we ended up playing for the Minnesota Vikings for. I think he went to USC, played for the Vikings. And I remember he was just like. USC? Yeah. No, he ended up like he was on a pull block and he would just run and like pick us up, put us down. I don't think you, I think you were, I know you're talking about, yeah. And he would just run and like, and then like, like, you're an outside linebacker and then he picked them back up after the play inside of the seat, yeah. And he's like, and then the coach is like, you gotta, like, you gotta, um, you gotta stand in there in the block. It's like, no, how, how, bro. Like, but like, even <laughs> like generational talents, and it's like, yeah, 
Well, like you would look up in the stands, and I would see like, and you you could tell it's a dude with the glasses and the sweater vest, yeah, and the notepad. Like, I see a couple of those. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, your boy was a football recruit. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Actually, so sports. Uh, we were talking about uh, we got into like this whole thing. Uh, we were watching the Edelman podcast, Game and Name, Names, Names and Games. I think it's called. And he was talking about the greatest sports moment. And I wanted to talk about what is the greatest sports hey, Edelman, play. Hey, Edelman, it's on site, bro, for real. Oh, yeah, we're beefing with all the podcasts. Right, right, for real, bro. This is really on site. You, Joe Rogan, like, I don't give a fuck we about you kicking, nigga. Like, we at you, Joe. Kicking like a chicken. Bro. Yeah, we at yeah. you, Joe. Pat? Pat Pat McAfee? Come at me. Yeah, what's up? What's good? Hey, Logan. I actually respect what you do. I ain't gonna lie. I like, I like, I like, I like, I like all these podcasts. I actually like Impossible a lot. I like all these podcasts. That's true. Oh, I don't really fuck with Pat McAfee's uh, podcast. That I love his podcast. I, I, I'm, I find myself watching more clips. Yeah, like for like the funny hits, more so than actually sitting through the entirety of the podcast. But I can sit through. I don't know if I can sit through a Joe Rogan podcast personally. I, but impulsive, I legitimately can. Here's the thing about Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, but fuck you, Logan. <laughs> Here's the thing about Joe Rogan's <laughs> podcast. I don't like the people Joe Rogan's podcast breeds sometimes. Like a fanboy? The dude who's yeah. just like, yeah, so I did this scientific study, and it's not. You watch the Joe Rogan podcast. You didn't even listen to the whole podcast. Just to a clip where he was yeah, just like. Partly, he said, I'm not an expert on this. You should take my thing seriously. Don't listen to that part. Just the part where he's like, yeah, DMT's cool. Other podcasts. That's it. Hey man, who's the top top three podcasts for you? Go podcast. Oh man. Um let's start by saying Brilliant Idiots fell off. Yes, it did. Yeah, I was a big fan of Brilliant Idiots and that. But Andrew Schultz podcast is new uh, one. Flavor two? Yeah, I love I love really like that one. Oh, sorry. Um podcast. Okay, I got a weird list. Um, what happened when is a uh, it's a podcast talking about uh, WCW, which I was a big wrestling fan as a child. So, and it just talks about this crazy company. If you're not a wrestling fan, you won't get it. But even if you're not, it's super interesting to see how the like you can completely mismanage a company and how people notice that it's being mismanaged, but you can still rise to the top even though you're being mismanaged. Kind of like the State Black in the Street podcast. <laughs> and you can still gang, gang. Yeah, you can still rise to the top, but like just know that it is going the other foot's gonna drop and like something crazy is gonna happen and it's always a crazy story. Uh for instance, uh you know how I made the joke about I made jokes about glass bottom boat rides. The term I heard from what happened when they have a guy who enjoys a glass bottom boat ride. And if you don't know what that is, I say you should Google it with images on. This is this is textbook of what happens when hey mom, hold on. Okay, how about that? How about that? I'm just kidding. Yeah, mom, hold on one second. This is textbooks of what or textbook of what happens uh when me and Michael try to record. Right, my mom, who we talked to and we love dearly, you are the greatest. She just hung up on me. I'm calling her back right now. 
but she is the greatest. She calls me in the middle of said podcast, right? In the middle of recording. In the middle of recording, right? Cares not of what we are doing. I say, hey, mom, we're recording right now. I don't care. What y'all doing? Mom, <laughs> we're recording right now. Um, but, Michael, she wanted to let you know that the phone disconnected earlier and she didn't mean to, to hang up on you. That's literally the only reason why she called me was to tell you that she didn't mean to accidentally hang up on you earlier. Which is funny because I had to hang up on her so she didn't hang up. I had to hang up on her to answer her oh, call. Yes. Call? Yeah. Okay. So I think you owe mom an apology for hanging up on her. That was excellent. But as you were saying, we're talking about uh, oh oh podcasts. Uh, yeah, your top five or your top three podcasts. Like, those are wrestling podcasts. Drop that name one more time. Uh, what happened when? Uh, there, you know, I've been watching this one. It's women, and it's like really good. I can't remember the name. It's a girl with blonde, short hair. Black lady, um, cannot remember her name. Um, man, I listen to like a lot of podcasts. Um, I think you always got to go with Joe Rogan, and this is a great podcast. Just something great to listen to. It's always insightful, and you may disagree with the stuff he says, but. You know, he's open to the conversation. It's always yeah, nice. It's somebody's opinion. That's all it is. And he, he does hyper-stress it as his opinion. I don't know why he gets so much hate for that or for what his takes are when he explicitly states that there's opinion. And it's okay to have opinions, and it's okay to voice those. I think that's the point of having a platform in which you talk. But whatever. That's just yeah, yeah. bullshit. Uh, top three, man. My top three is a lot different than yours, and it's funny because mine is – and I'm realizing this. Mine is of a much – uh, younger generation, but not young enough that it's like uh, appealing to what I would consider children. I think it's think it appeals to people who are like like in that age group, yeah, and have an interest in those things. And so I'm gonna go with a true secret, and I know you probably don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> true Jordy, the True Jordy podcast is uh, he, he's a he's a big guy, big gang, big dude stand up, uh, but he's a and he's a podcaster out of uh, the UK, and um, he has a lot of wrestlers on. He had Chris Jericho on. He has a lot of wrestlers on. He has a lot of boxers on. Mm-hmm. He has yeah. a lot of just kind of sports. He has, he has a lot of different, like a huge variety of people on. But yeah. what I find most interesting is when he has wrestlers on, and I don't even watch wrestling yeah. uh, because he asks them questions that are like a little bit deeper rooted than just your normal wrestling questions, and you get to know the person itself. And it's from the Attitude Era specifically. So that was when I was a fan of wrestling. Yeah. So it's nice to see those guys. So yeah, it's like people you know. Yeah, yeah. and and he has some boxers on. And you know how much I love. Yeah, I love boxing. That's that's what I'm looking for. Love like, boxing more. And he loves boxing too. Yeah, more boxing so stuff. Yeah, it's easy to resonate with the stuff he says, or or, or at least his podcasts, uh, and, and, and all. So I, I would say I wouldn't say that's my number one. I would say I, I do like that one a lot. Uh, top three though, no particular order. Uh, playback. And what's funny about all of these is that I've discovered them all in the last year or two, and I didn't listen to their previous like work on YouTube mm-hmm. when like I was a kid. I didn't like watch these YouTube videos. Yeah, playback is with a dude named Low 
as well as the dude named Agent Double Zero or Zero Zero. Oh yeah, I love Agent. I love Agent. I wish he'd go back to playing 2K. I never watched any of his 2K stuff, right? I never watched uh, any of Lowe's kind of uh, basketball analysis stuff. I just recently started watching a little bit of Lowe's stuff, like on the side, because uh, I like Lowe. Yeah. But very good podcast. Very good podcast. Just overall, they, they cover a variety of bases, and they're, they're, they're like well-articulated with their points, which I, I can really I can really enjoy. Um, so, yeah, they just cover a variety of shit. It's kind of like this freeform drunk subjects. I should talk about subjects briefly. Yeah. Uh, three is going to be impulsive. I have like, I have a couple. See, I can't pick three. I have a couple more. And there's a guy who used to play 2K. I think he still does play 2K, but he had the bad basketball podcast. And like, one of the it's like him and his friends. And like, the the questions I'll ask you, it it, it will say, like, I remember one of the topics is a lot of YouTube short term. And one of the topics were, uh, James Harden with Kyrie handles or Giannis with Steph Curry's shot. Who would you take? Fucking Giannis. Yeah, yeah. But like <laughs> it's just a stupid fucking question. I'm I made the question, but like they oh, okay. they, they had a better example. <laughs> Sorry. They had a better example, but it's, it's, I like that one. And then um I would rather see uh something like Giannis with Kyrie's handle or LeBron with Steph's shot. And there's another one. There's the Asian guy and the black dude who always has a do-rag. That one's Bezos. I love that podcast, man. Oh, that shit's hilarious. I don't know how I feel about that one. You're wrong. I'm, I don't know how I feel about that one. I love that show. I think that the opinions sometimes are a little bit shallow. I I, agree. I, I see the, myself agreeing with them a lot. I think their opinions are, are actually very shallow sometimes. And they avoid getting into depth with the analysis with just ridicule of other people's takes without any combative takes. I'm I'm ridiculing people's takes. But have an argument for why you're ridiculing that take. Okay, okay. And then um uh I love you guys are very funny though. Yeah. It is it is very funny. Funny, entertaining, informative. Informative no. I'm informative. Informative no. Informative to me. Informative. I here's the thing. I think I'm a casual NBA fan inspiring to be more. Same. Will you get that more from Beasles? I think so. Cap. Oh, Rusty Buckets. I like his podcast too. I'm sorry. Well, it's more of like a video, YouTube videos. Um, Oh, you want to go to streamers? Well, hold on. I got cats. Oh, you got other podcasts. You trying to shout out every podcast? Though? Well, you know we are the number one podcast, though. Don't get it twisted. We bump with you. We number one. Oh, shout out to them Deadlock Boys. It's a I wrestling podcast, but it's wrestling hilarious. Though. Yeah. It's a wrestling podcast, but it's like funny. Well, I know it's a wrestling podcast just out of the UK. That's really uh, they're all out of the UK. That's, <laughs> comedy, that's hilarious. <laughs> they all the one thing I know about that's the, why they think America is the way it is because they watch the Attitude Era of wrestling. <laughs> it was like this is what Americans are like. Yeah. Fuck you. They're like <laughs> I don't know a lot about UK, but I know they like rap, wrestling, and The Simpsons. That's all I know, and it rains a lot. That's all I know, but I think I'm pretty right on this. Um. So, 
Any more podcasts you want to shout out, bro? You know, and uh, any, any other friends you want to make in the industry? Yeah, anything that Fucking Andrew nerd. Tate does. No, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Tate Speech for Life. <laughs> Don't cancel me, bro. Uh, that shit's foul. They cancel up the free speech. That shit's foul. Yeah, that shit's foul. Well, I don't well, want to get into that because I don't want to get into like. The- oh, because yeah. I had an opinion on that. Go for it. Go for it. I'm, 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 I'm for it. People are like, but it's his freedom of speech. It's like, well, no, you get that in America. And while he is in America, he does not live in America. He's an American citizen. He was born in Chicago, Illinois. That's born in Indiana. That doesn't count. Born in Chicago. I don't know this man with fun facts. He's born in the Midwest somewhere. Welcome to the Midwest. No, I think it is wrong. I think it's wrong to. It's at, at the end of the day, it's his opinion. You know? At the, at the end of the day, it's his opinion. And however you feel about it is how you feel about it. But I don't think you should shut somebody up and silence them for their. That level of censorship is dangerous for everybody. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because it's like now that you're guarding the parameters of what someone can actually talk about and what they can express their feelings about. Uh, It doesn't really matter, you know. And I hate to say because it's like it doesn't really matter how drastic those you know sentiments are, but you can't censor them. Because there's some idiot out there that's going to be like, well, how do you feel about the KKK? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, there's those people out there, right? But at the same time, hold on. Because I was, I was watching, I was reading something. I follow Sean King on Instagram. Okay. And he does, like, he uh, really saddens up my timeline a lot. You know, I'll see my friend, like, oh, my friend had a baby. Oh, my friend's in a relationship now. I'm so happy. And then it's, like, Sean King's post, and it's like, Black kid shot 37 times for crossing the street. And I'm like, oh, it's sad again. I'm in the real world. I forgot about this. But so I spend all my time on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, in one of his posts, it was like, um, I, I think it was Fort Knox. I forget. Some place has a monument to the KKK. And they won't take it down. And I'm like, me, my personal opinion is. And this does not mean I'm for the KKK. So the fuck what? Because if you take down that statue, it doesn't end racism. It makes people feel, now I don't have to do anything to end racism. And racism is, in my opinion, you are purposely saying I cannot have the joys of life because of my skin color or the race that I am. So... You know, people like, hey, I bought this Black Lives Matter shirt or I bought this gay price shirt. You're not helping the problem. You just, who is this for? What is it? This is just to make people feel good. It's like, who? Putting a band-aid on the gun shop. Yeah, but like, I remember there was uh, the French, something happened in France. I think it was bombing or something. And then Facebook was like, you know, turn your profile picture to the French flag to show your support. It's like, you know what you really could do? You know, it's Ariana Grande down there. Huh? It was Ariana Grande thing. I don't know what that is. She had a concert in France that was like a bombing or a shooting or something like that. Maybe, yeah. But like, but like, you know what you really could do? You could like send water. You could do things to help these people. And so like, you're saying the investment of action is better than the investment of, of likes. Because that's what it is. Okay. And like you taking down, it's like a people pleaser, but it's not 
solving the core issue of racism, of sexism, of um, transphobia, of all those things, you're not solving that issue by like, hey, we took down a statue. I mean, take it down. It's offensive. But like, I have a lot of conflicting views in you on this. Okay. Uh, because then I start getting into the, hey, what are these things? What is racism? What is sexism? What is transphobia? And do they actually affect the community in a way in which uh, hinder us from growing as Americans? That's my question. Do you think that these things, transphobia, racism, sexism, hinder you from growing in America? I think it definitely can. I think you think it does. For each individual class, I want a yes or no answer for each individual class. Um, if it hinders the growth in America, your growth potential. As a black man, I say. As a black man, I say, yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. It can't because I think actually this I feel there's an acceptable amount of racism that black or other racists deal with every day. And it's just like that's kind of the thing. Like there are certain places and companies that I've worked for and they're like, well, his hair is different. Because I'm black, I have a black hair. It's is what it is. Or you know, he just seems not so friendly. I think I smile and laugh as much as everybody else. What are you saying? Is it because I'm big and black? And they go, oh no no no, you know, you know, I don't know what it really is. And they say, okay, but you just said what you thought it really was. So I think I, I feel that I and other people have lost opportunities solely based on my skin color. Now, solely. I think I'm just saying that's a strong word. So it's a strong. Okay, word. yeah. I think it's up to you. It's up to no. Not speak, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not necessarily. Make sure not necessarily solely. Just in the idea of there are things. I, what? What? Got nappy hair. This is how it is. And, like, I'm not going to look like Sammy Davis Jr. so you can feel comfortable. Not saying that he, like, but at that time, you know, they had the. You're not going to get a perm kit to make someone more Yeah, like, I'm not going to, like, get a perm kit to make you feel more comfortable. If you, even though you know that I have the ability to do the job as well, if not better, than other people. Um, I think, yeah, it can be, but, like, there's also things. That I'm like, because this annoys me. There are things that black people say, oh, well, this happened, and this is racist, and it's not. And when you do that, it lessens things that are actually racist, because now they're like, well, they're saying this is racist. They're, this, they're just complaining about fucking everything. And that, like, really devalues, like, I remember... I, think I, know, the, I know what you mean. Like yeah, the, the word the congruency is like the uh, what's that? What's that? Uh, he's an Indian comedian, a C. So I'm sorry. Yeah, I remember he had kind of a, a Me Too thing that happened to him that was not near the caliber of 
the actual what the Me Too movement was supposed to be. I actually and know this story. It took away from the. It, it's something that could take away from an actual victim. Yeah. I'm, I'm simplifying this and I apologize. But pretty much what happened is he did a show, he had sex with a girl, and it seemed like at the end of the sex, she wasn't necessarily happy with the results. So then she was like, well, I don't know if she or however this came out, it was like, well, you know, and then so it was just, oh, me, me too, me too him. Or I had to bring it to wrestling, but there was another guy, and I want to know, I want to know your opinion on this. It's a guy in the UK with the age of consent of 16. He had sex with a 16 year old. Where? In UK. Oh, okay. And they're like, you know, oh, he's a pedophile and all this stuff. And I'm like, but in UK, like that I don't think we can look at that with our American eyes. Like, I'm not saying like, hey, you wanna like fuck some sixteen year olds, go to the UK. Yeah, I think that it's weird to place judgment on a particular person and in reference to their laws in another place, obey the law of the land, right? Like, the law of the land says one thing, do what you gotta do there. Mm. If that's what it is there, that's what it is. I just, I'm I just funny. I know it sounds crazy, but I'll no, 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 because I've been hearing a lot of that lately. Do you know why? The words obey the law of the land, yeah. Why? That's a why I, I said that. Right why do you say it? No, no, no. you go first because I think we're gonna say the same thing, aren't we? I don't think we are. As you may know, there's a WNBA player by the name of Brittany Griner. Oh, no, I was not going there. Oh. You went whole political, I went entertainment. No. Oh, Brittany Griner went over to Russia, had some uh, weed oil, and uh, they gave her nine years in prison. She's currently in a Russian prison right now. Yeah. And everybody was like, bring over Brittany Griner. There's two sides. Bring over Brittany Griner. We need to get her out of there. If this was LeBron James, you would have him out right now. First off, facts. Yes, we would. We would not leave LeBron James over there. Understand. And then there's this other side. And they say, Brittany Griner has gone on record saying how much she hates America. Brittany Griner has went over to a different country and um, broken their laws. If this happened to me, Brittany Griner would sleep easy. She wouldn't be doing all this stuff. They're not going, if the government wouldn't try to trade somebody to get me out like they're doing for Brittany Griner. And they, there's a lot of people feel like you shouldn't be doing that. So I thought when you said I would obey the laws of the land, that's what you're talking about. But it's sexist, Chris, not looking <laughs> at WNBA news. I'll say, uh, I'll say, that's a tough situation because uh, from the stance of is this person an American citizen and we work just hard to get any American citizen out? I don't think so. I don't think we would. Do I think we should? Yes. Right. If anybody's an American citizen and they're kept overseas and captive in another, in another country or another continent, um, yeah, we should probably go cop that. You know what I'm saying? Go grab mm -hmm. our, our people's back. Um, so with that logic, we should go get Brittany Griner, right? Uh -huh. um, will we? I don't know. I don't. I was actually gonna go with 
I would so it's gonna get real weird. But there's a dude named Young Don the Sauce Guy. <laughs> Young Don. Do you know who Young Don the Sauce Guy is? No. <laughs> there's these animated story times I used to watch when I was younger. Oh, that sounds dope. Okay. They're fucking, and there's just his life stories that he animated, and they're fucking. Oh, they're fucking. Yeah, no, I remember Young Don. Yeah, they are legitimately fucking. Yes, yeah. right. He's grown over the years to uh, reclaiming his faith in Christianity. Uh huh. Right. I haven't quite reclaimed my faith in Christianity. I'm like on this borderline, so weird space ish. Mm-hmm. Just kind of figuring everything out with with my own situation. Right, uh, but uh, I watch his YouTube videos now, and there's so much different format. He's a streamer, and he uploads his streams to YouTube. Um, and bruh, I just find myself getting kind of like stuck in the tunnel sometimes of like Christian debates, like you know. So that's what actually made me say the exact words of the law of the land because that's something that's in the Bible. So that's where that came from. That's why I said. Shout out to Young Don. Phenomenal out. content. I don't really, it don't matter if you help me on my path or not. You help somebody. Keep going. Um, Keep shooting them fire videos. But originally, this podcast, when we talked about, um, we're pretty much stealing Julian Elements and uh, his uh, podcast uh, name and games format. But we want to talk about. What is the greatest sports play? Can you separate this between sports? We can play any sports. It's all sports. No, but can we separate? Yeah, sports? sure. Okay. okay, football, what do you got? You want me to go first? Nah, I'm just thinking. Because I've got, I've got a couple. Oh, this dead air is amazing. I got a couple in my mind too. All right, 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 if there was a textbook on catching a football and clutch moments, they couldn't write what Julio did in that moment still. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then there's the Philly specials. So hold on real quick. Let me. So for the people who uh, don't remember or just remember the end result, Julio comes down with this catch. First off, the pocket breaks down. Matt Ryan, who has stones for feet, escaped the pocket, steps up in the pocket, throws a dart between two defenders. Julio Jones catches it, lands on one foot, drags the other leg, keeping the ball from out of bounds. An amazing play. On an out route. On an out route, yeah. Third and 12. This is like the stage is you either catch this ball or lose this football. That's like if you don't know what straight pressure feel like, that's, that's what pressure feel like. Yeah. Like, catch this ball or lose this game. Part of your legacy dies, and you're the one who dropped the ball. Like, that's pressure, bro. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> that's like. Yeah, yeah. And it gets overshadowed because they lost the game. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely, yeah. 
Um, but it's the number one for me is, is definitely David Tyree Helmet Catch. David Tyree Helmet Catch for football. Oh, then Beckham Sketch? Helmet Catch. The stage. Yeah. I the game. Stage. Super Bowl. But and they won that game. Odell Beckham, people forget that they lost that game. Yeah. He had a cool catch and they lost. It wasn't the game. a cool catch. That was a phenomenal fight. Yeah, no, it was cool. I'm a Giants hater, yo. Yeah, I, I was about to say something wrong with you right now. What's I don't about? like New you York, good? yo. You good, King? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding, New York. I love you. Like actually, I'm technically from New York. I was on the New York subway and I sat next to a homeless dude, so like I pretty much live there now. Did you help him sew up his Tim's? Nah. B? Nah. He was just sitting there talking about the Koofies. It was mad goofy in the hood, yo. And I was like, you right, B. Oh, you from Brooklyn. I can tell. Yeah. I was raised out in Queens when I grew up in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? It's not the way that sounds. I don't know. That's why I just said it, though. I had a whole backstory. <laughs> so so what's your, what's your plan? Um. So it's it's a Philly. So you said Philly special, and my heart kind of like grew two sizes. But I don't think that was the best play from that game. The best play that no one talks about from that game: Brandon Graham sack strips Tom Brady in a two-minute drill. The Tom Brady, who's automatic. Who's like, if you're like, oh, we gave him the ball with two minutes, he's going to win this. It's not really automatic if he's done same rounds. He gets the ball down the field. And he's I love Tom Brady. He's a GOAT. He, GOAT football player. Brandon but Graham. Does he, does he play quarterback on uh, conservative mode? So? I'm asking a question. Yeah, yeah so? Okay. But like, here's the thing. No matter what, he wins that game nine out of ten times. You cannot argue with facts. With with two minutes nine, left. Nine out of ten times is a crazy ratio. I mean, he averaged two losses a game for his entire career. With, two losses a season for his entire career. Actually, a little bit more than two losses if you count the playoffs. With two minutes left it's and Tom Brady with the ball, Brandon Graham strip, but like, ugh, the Philly's special. The Philly special. It locked the game away. I mean, it locked the game away. That's why it's up there for me. Especially when it's like they do the ball. Everybody tries it now every single day. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for me, so I've got a couple. The Music City Miracle. It's Tennessee and the Bills. They do the lateral pass and score the touchdown. I love that. Uh, another one that I love is uh, Sean Jackson's punt return. Let me set the stage for you. Rookie punter Matt Dodge, who I love to this day, in the frigid cold, his coach says, kick this ball, but it's freezing. So he kicks this ball, and it just makes a thud, and he's trying to kick it out of bounds, line drive. Deshaun Jackson out of amazement, it's just looking like they're not going to kick it to me. They're gonna kick, oh, fuck, they kicked it to me. They kicked it to me. Drops the ball, picks it up, shakes left, shakes right. He proceeded to give them crazy work. <laughs> In the words of the great underrated LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> Scores a touchdown. Crazy work. With an amazing block from Jason Avant. I am active as a 
podcast we didn't bring up. I am athlete. It's crazy that we didn't bring up I am athlete. I am athlete's a great podcast. It actually is. Brandon Marshall's a little weird, but it's a great podcast. <laughs> He's a little hyper emotional about everything. It's kind of, I mean, no, no hate. It's a little weird though. Yeah, who are you picking that show? When he yell like his teeth show and shit. Yeah, that should be funny as hell. Who are you picking that show at? I said you were not there at the players' meeting. Things come outside of his head and shit. Who you, who you picking as your ex? What the fuck? Brandon Brand Marshall, Ocho Seco. Who you bring? Ocho. <laughs> I love Brandon Marshall. You're gonna go on their podcast. Huge Brandon Marshall fan. You're gonna go on their podcast and tell them just straight up, I'm picking Ocho. Hell yeah! Is that crazy? Is that a, is, is that a hot take? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Underrated career for sure. Phenomenal career by Brandon Marshall. I love Brandon Marshall when he played. I wanted him to go to the Falcons so badly so he could actually have a quarterback that can appreciate his skill set and actually get him the ball in tight spaces and allow him to do his work. Like, Jay Cutler is just a beamer. Like, I, I like Jay Cutler too. Yeah. But he turned out to just be a beamer. He was a car that literally only knew how to go straight to fifth year. You know what I mean? I was, uh, I was seeing something. It's like this chick. And she asked people like questions at like Jack games and shit. She's like, mm-hmm. and you get like a jersey or you get a helmet or something. And um, one of the questions was, uh, who was the last receiver to, I think, I don't know if it was to get a thousand yards in a season or get 77 catches in a season. And like, I'm like, Wayne Cabet? Like, I have no idea. And she was like, and they're like, a thousand yards. Yeah, and they were like, "Who was the last?" And I'm like, "I'm like Lavernius Coles. That's got to be the answer." And that's fucking Brandon Marshall. I don't know. I don't know how recently. But I don't know. I it was Brandon Marshall, Chris. <laughs> Why is that weird? Brandon Marshall retired like five years ago. Cool, but I mean, before him, I remember we were going over our top five list. Two of them were over a yeah, thousand. But I was like, Roddy White got over a thousand. Yeah, okay, I get that. He also got over a hundred catches. But you Roddy White over a thousand. Your boy Deshaun. Roddy over Deshaun. <laughs> this has been an argument between me and Michael as old as our fandom for our two favorite teams when we were kids. Uh, I was a Falcons fan growing up. He was a Eagles fan growing up. You know that? You know the Eagles do give people crazy work. Hey, that is the single greatest quote from a football player <laughs> in the last five years. Like, when he was like, all the people you listen, yo, you love him, don't you? The people you, or lack of you love it, crazy work. I said, this nigga going. I said, talk your shit, young nigga. Like, I, <laughs> I was hyping him up like I was his man's, bro. But no, like, one, Brandon Marshall retired like five years ago. Two, I didn't remember that Brandon Marshall played for the fucking Jets. Really? You're thinking about it. You're like, did he play for the Jets? I know he played for the Dolphins. I follow Brandon. I actually really did like Brandon Marshall. I'm a big Brandon Marshall fan. I tried. I'm big. You know he played for the Jets, but he was a big Brandon Marshall fan? I know he played for the Bears. Because you're like a secondary Bears fan. I know he played for the Broncos. I know he played for the Dolphins. I knew all that also. I know he has a podcast. I think. What about his foundation, Michael? For mental health? Yeah. Ooh, 
didn't think I knew that, did you? I did. I did. I ain't gonna lie. Shots fired, and then you return fire. <laughs> okay. uh, never caught lacking out here on State Black in these streets. <laughs> Greatest sport. Oh, you know what? Bo Jackson robbing uh, the home run. Speaking of baseball, I, I I don't I don't know if it was Dion. I forget who it was. If it was Dion Sanders or someone, but he like robbed like it's about to be it's a home run. Jumps the wall. Oh, that was Bo. Yeah, that was Bo. Yeah, he but, ran the wall. It was the most phenomenal shit. Bro, it was the day that Bo Jackson became my favorite athlete of all time. But yeah, it was the moment where I was like this. This nigga's different. And I didn't even see that until obviously 10 years after it passed. No, no, I don't know who hit the ball. I just know. Oh, uh, no, I don't know who hit the ball. It wasn't Dion. Yeah, Dion played baseball too, right? Yeah, Dion also hit a home run and did a kick return in the same day. Punt return. Only football player in history to do that. Sim. He really was him, though. Yeah, it's him. Um, greatest sports play. Oh, Devin Hester's opening Super Bowl. Sorry. Let me try it again. Take two. Devin Hester's. Oh, words, they're hard. Yeah. <laughs> Devin Hester's uh, opening Super Bowl return. Mm-hmm. That was up there for me. Um, Calvin Johnson's uh, overtime, double overtime, triple coverage catch. That was up there for me. Uh, Andre Johnson beating up Corlin Finnegan. That was up there for me. <laughs> the original Matty Ice, Matt Stafford. <laughs> Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is crazy. Hold on. Matt Stafford is Philip Rivers on steroids. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let's let's talk about this, man. Real quick. Gets rolled over by a defensive tackle. Pretty sure he broke his fucking collarbone. No, he separated his shoulder. He's in pain. They bring in Dante Culpepper. The Browns inexplicably call a timeout. And he goes, there's a timeout call. I can go back in. They're like, no, you should really. He goes, get the fuck off me. <laughs> Gets up, goes in, throws a touchdown, raises his arm. It's like, oh, shit, this does still hurt. Yeah. No, he's crazy. Wins the game for Detroit. I don't. I, I, I take back. I want to redact what I just said. Phil Rivers on steroids because there is no other Phil. They're the same breed of animal. They're both just, they're both good. They're both I think they're both if, – if Matt Stafford didn't win the Super Bowl, I think that he was going to be in the same field as Drew Brees – or Drew Brees, oh, my God. But um, as uh, Philip Rivers, as one of those people who are just one of the most – or two of the most underrated quarterbacks of our generation, and it was greatness that we got to see for free that we didn't exactly um, appreciate while I was here. Philip Rivers goes out there with a torn ACL and almost won the ACL. He doesn't charge ACL. Chargers won the Super Bowl that year. Don't care what anyone says. Chargers had. Uh, you do you remember that Jim Carrey movie series of unfortunate events? Yeah. That's what I call the Chargers. Yeah. I call them dumb. No, like okay, they're going you, against you the Jets. The two best players, right? Yeah. You don't let them breathe. You work them into their debt. You work them into. You worked Philip Rivers and Daniel Thompson into the dirt. You killed those two players. Yeah. But oh, there's just like little things like. I remember they're going against the Jets. Sean Green takes a dive up the middle, and Antonio Camardi makes a business decision, sees him in the hole, and was like, no, nah, I'm good, bro. Moves out the way. He scores like an 80-yard touchdown. 
Um, the ACL tear, yeah. the not using Ladanian Thompson on the goal line, the using him every poor Ladanian. Well, is one of the greatest of all time. He's top. He's top five for me. Ladanian would have like, I think Ladanian would have took the Justice Super Bowl if he didn't hurt his foot. That's tough. I don't know about that. Hold on, they made it to the AFC Championship they had game. A great defense. They made it to the AFC Championship game. Ladanian like hurts his foot, mm-hmm. and you just see him in his like fucking um thing on the bike on the sideline, his uh visor. Just so I'm like, I don't know, man. Um, you know what's the greatest play? Like a really great play that no one talks about because the result, the buck fumble, is one of the greatest defensive plays I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, knows our position, yeah. Like, this man has acted so much power that he pushed two people into each other, one dropping the ball. He wrecked an entire offensive line and quarterback in a single push. That's amazing. I'll say three because two guards stepped inside. So yeah. Three of them. Center, guard, guard. All stepped inside. Fullback. Same token, I mean, they have pressure on their opposite arms, too. So, I get, you know. It's, yeah. It's, uh, however, nose guard position has to be very powerful in that situation. And then J.J. Watt was doing, like, great plays every week for a while. Yeah, you remember when Clay Matthew was the original J.J. Watt? He was just, like, a sack guy, you know? Oh, man, he was doing shit. He was catching interceptions. He was going touchdowns. He was forcing fumbles. Clay Matthews was doing some, Clay Matthews was doing some incredible shit for a couple of years. Like some incredible shit, and uh, it's it's not that it's even overlooked now. I mean, I think everybody still remembers Clay Matthews did some incredible stuff, but it's just like, man, I, I guess it, it, it timestamp shit for you, you know, it makes you know, like, damn, that was a while ago, you know. Um, real quick, so hello, like, I have my fa- <laughs> I have my fantasy football draft. Uh, I'm old as shit again. <laughs> Wait, what? I have my fantasy football draft tomorrow. Um, a lot of people are going to be having their fantasy football drafts. Is there a person that you're like, that you've seen, that you're like, this person, like, someone low on the radar that you're like, this person needs to be drafted? You, I'll be completely honest with you. I'm not even caught up enough on football today to give someone that. Like, I used to be really, really good. Like, hey, man, you should just grab this. This is what you know, and I would tell you, I would tell you kids in college, I'd look at them and be like, oh, that's the, probably, you know, the, the guy we should you know, take a look at. Yeah. We should be really happy if you guys pick up this guy. His cut patterns are really good. The way he actually steps into his brakes are really good. His arms aren't too overly violent to show that he's actually breaking. There's little shit that you look at when you, when you, when you look at these things. Like, they're, they're more nuanced than what a fan looks at. A fan looks at numbers and they're like, oh, this is going to translate well. Uh, it's nuts. How many fans do they have like some type of mental insight where I don't know actually like it's crazy what it takes to actually like see a football player like know. yeah you can see a Greek god but he made just like yo I just want to make like a million dollars and retire. There was a dude who uh, played football for who said it best. Some of these motherfuckers look like Tarzan and play like Jane. Yeah. I'm uh but like I mean, you just have no idea. Like, you like really oh, no. don't like that. Yeah. But there's key indicators you can actually look for that that people don't know how to like digest or diagnose. Like they don't know how to actually see these. Things. Yeah. 
But look, just, well, look at Andrew Luck. Oh, this is the this is the best prospect. He's gonna like just wreck everything. He's gonna be the best. But you don't know. He may go to a front. No, it was, but like you don't know because he may go to a franchise that may run him into the ground and get him no help, and in the last year of his like career, like, hey, maybe we should put some pieces around him. Maybe we should draft like good offensive linemen. You just don't know. Robert Griffin. Robert Griffin. Robert Griffin's traps. Robert Griffin got Derrick Rose. But even Derrick Rose, like. No one would predict that this man would break it, tear his ACL three I'm times. You bitch ass niggas talking about Derrick Rose MVP too. Don't throw that out there. Y'all that just is, hold yeah. that. I'm not going to go into detail. Y'all just hold that. Tell y'all talking about his, his MVP season. I am talking about it because I'm a big. This is the weakest you lying. No, like you may, if you're looking at statistics, sure, but you got to see like his impact. MVP, most valuable player. If Derrick Rose is not on that Bulls team, they're a lottery team. Absolutely. 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 If, if he doesn't run into the Miami, he's he's in the finals. Yes, if he doesn't Stop it, bro. run into three Hall of Famers. Stop it, bro. Stop it. Maybe four. Like, just stop. Stop playing with that man's name, bro. No, like four, maybe five. Maybe Shane Battier. Shane Battier could be a Hall of Famer. No, yeah. Oh, basketball Hall of Fame is kind of. We'll see. I mean, I'm just speaking. I don't think so. I don't know. Oh, another basketball thing that happened. I want your opinion on this. Uh, they had the greatest 75 players, right? That's uh, shit crazy. Dwight Howard wasn't on the list. Crazy. Crazy. Dwight Howard. You pick up Dwight Howard, you drop him to 72, that nigga's averaging a thousand. You grab him by his like his nap of his neck like he's a fucking feral cat. And you just pluck him and drop him in 72. That nigga's a demon. <laughs> I think it's yeah. not playing. Like I remember uh I forget. I think it was Horace Grant. No, I don't know if it was Horace Grant. I think it was uh ah he played for the Bulls. He played for the Bulls. You know Horseman was an all-star after he left the Bulls? Yeah. Is this dirty nigga Michael was just taking all the possessions and didn't let his <laughs> own teammates shine? It wasn't Horace Grant. Um He played for the Bulls and Knicks. He got kicked out of Knicks Stadium. Because he was like fighting a security guard or something. I couldn't tell you. Old basketball player from the 90s, 80s, 90s. I was born in 92. I ain't got nothing for it. Um, he said Giannis uh, would be a role player in his time. And I was just like, that's dumb. Yo, I do know. I do know what you're talking about. And what was funny is, is that they compared Giannis's, uh domination or his build and play style to somebody of that time. And the person of that time dominated the person who said that. Like, there was, like, this big comparison thing that I saw online. I do remember that briefly. I wish it was fresher in my mind so I could speak to it yeah. and call you a fucking bozo. But, like, hey, you're a fucking <laughs> bozo, dog. You're a you're, bozo. You're just a hating ass. You're just a hater, bro. But, you know, I used to something interesting that somebody said. Like, you do have to say things. Like, if you have a show, you do have to say things to get that click. Like, 
if, if once we start recording this podcast, we're gonna have to say something. But I want it to be we're saying things that's actually arguable. We don't look like fucking idiots for like saying it. Yeah, and then like you see the clip and you're like, let me see what else they got. Like, uh, what's a what's a good what's a good one? What's a good one though? Starts in five verses. Oh, you got hot takes right now? Jason Williams would be a top five point guard in today's game. Okay, okay. Give me, give, give it to me. What's up? Why? His ability to fill, or facilitate talk. In fact, it's the same reason why we love Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. He's a decent shooter. Not a phenomenal shooter. Uh, in fact, above decent. He's a good shooter. <clears throat> because we love the art of what point guard was and what basketball is supposed to be or, or was, was trained as initially when these like, positions were given out, mm-hmm. we would look at someone like Jason Williams as a true-to-definition point guard who is phenomenal at his job. We look at the same way we look at Lonzo Ball or the same way we look at uh, LaMelo. Phenomenal I... facilitators of the ball. And we would actually praise that. And he <laughs> might stick top five uh, for two reasons. One, he was obviously very talented. Mm-hmm. Two, we have a uh, thing about kind of really, really loving on white players. Maybe one. He's black. Huh? He's part black. He's black. Oh, part, yeah. Can I? Okay, I'm going to say this. I think half of these 80s and 90s players would probably be kicked out of the league if, if they're in today's game. I don't think they get past the social media. There's so many players now who can't not say certain things on social media. Oh, come on, bitch ass to be in jail. Like, just think, that's what I'm saying. Like, I said bitch ass too. I know you tough out. Not tough. Go ahead. Is he? Um, <laughs> but just, I, I think, um, yeah, I don't really see, like, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that happened in the nineties. Like, you know, I was watching an old like, uh, like wrestling thing, mm-hmm. and they're talking about wrestler, and they're like, "He's a, he's a R word," and the fact that I'm saying R word, and they on national television said he was mentally deficient. Oh, I was like, "Which R word?" It's about therapists without the stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's something they Come do. On, Kelly? Something they do in jail. It was great. The Oz? No, like or like that happened too. Well, he was like, "Come on out to our word, you, um, Ben Roethlisberger," and Jesus. <laughs> oh, oh, happy retirement. No, you're right. Okay, happy no, retirement. no, you're right. Hundred percent. Okay. Wow. I'll back you. I don't like. I don't, I don't even know. On that. I don't, I've been saying that for years. I don't, like, I don't even know if you can say oh, that. Oh, y'all got some judgment, bro. Ray, don't forget you murdered somebody, nigga. You especially, Ray. You know I got beef with you for real. Because you be talking shit about every black man to do anything, anything that you perceive as negative. Even though you don't know, you don't have any idea of what their intentions may be, or you've never even talked to them about it. I've watched you on media do this plenty of times. Just remember, you killed somebody, bro. Chill out. Or like Kim Kardashian saying you shy. Bitch, I seen you suck dick. Stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> that went to a hundred really quickly. Yeah. I'm sorry. You don't know like poor girls' attentions. 
See, it's crazy. I have like a, a weird football mind, and I'm losing it now. Because, uh, no, no, you definitely have a weird football mind. Look, here's, here's it. Okay, this is when I realized Michael Michael was. I can do it with basketball too. I think. Okay, so this is when I realized Michael was a little bit weird, right? Okay, like so. You, football wise, we we know uh, main guys, right? Shavion Clown, you know, main main at so, South Carolina. South Carolina, you, you we're know, number seven. You know, like, uh, so Tim Tebow, he went to Florida. Oh, Reggie Bush, he went to USC. Yeah. Michael's weird enough to, like, no sidekick niggas. <laughs> like, <laughs> what I mean by sidekick niggas? Okay, go ahead. Brian Erlacher, Batman. Uh, Brian Erlacher went to uh, New Mexico. Lance Briggs, Robin. Uh, went to Arizona. Now you tell me which one of you niggas out there knew Lance Briggs with the college at This is what I mean by this. It's like, I love Lance Briggs. Because it's like it's not going to be one of the things where it's like, oh, I'm shitting on Lance Briggs as a player. Bro, nobody talked about where Lance Briggs went to college at. And the only reason why I knew where Brian went to college at is because I got offered by New Mexico and went to the facility and saw a picture of him. And he's everywhere. No, it's not a picture of him. <laughs> he's post- fucking everywhere. Scanners, there. posters, it's everything. It's a Brian O'Lacker culture. Uh, <laughs> you got a- but um but even with that, like like uh Luke Keekley. Boston College, I think. All right. Davis. Thomas Davis. That's the sidekick. I wanna say I'm just guessing. I'm gonna say he most likely went to Alabama. No, 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 no. I'm gonna say he went to LSU. LSU? Yeah. I'm going to say he went to LSU. We'll find out, man. And then, like, I'm going to be mad if it's, like, Clemson or some shit. Go to college. Um. Ah, University of Georgia. Damn it, he was bulldog. SEC is correct though. Yeah. Okay. I'll say I'll say SEC is correct. What counts? Um. Homegrown, low-key the greatest linebacker, Mike linebacker, to ever play the game. Patrick Willis, gone too early, by the way, from from a retirement standpoint, but I understand why you're retired. Low-key my personal GOAT of of, of no linebacker. I got some hot takes on the GOAT in these particular positions. I'll say that. I definitely got some hot takes there. I want to say... Miami? No. No. No, not Miami. Who went to Miami? Who am I thinking of going to Miami? Ray Lewis went to Miami. Yeah, Ray Lewis, Miami. I want to say Ole Miss. 
Ole Miss? Yeah, I want to say Ole Miss. Ole Miss. I vaguely remember that. That's okay. Ole Miss is that's a crazy book. It's Ole Miss, South Carolina. Uh, South Carolina and North Carolina has this weird thing where they just like, oh, he went to Ole Miss. Bad. He went to Ole Miss. Ole Miss. That's crazy. And that, you know what's crazy? Ole Miss was another school that offered me. Had no idea that Patrick Willis went there. Okay, if you'd known he would have, if you know he went there, would you have went? No. I went because I wanted to go. I should have went. Okay, goat per position. Okay, all right. Goat middle linebacker. I gotta go Ray Lewis. Patrick. Okay. Uh, goat receiver. This is gonna ruffle some fucking feathers. <laughs> this is gonna ruffle some feathers. I have a three-headed monster. I got one. Jerry Rice. You, no, 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 no. Pick your absolute number one. I don't want. Jerry I don't Rice. want you to do all three because I know in your top three, my number one lies. Jerry Rice. Yeah, I know what your three-headed monster is too. It's everybody's fucking three-headed monster. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll say what mine is. Calvin Johnson, the goat. Your three-headed monster is Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Calvin Johnson. Yes. <laughs> and then if I were to, if it, if I could do a rap Mount Rushmore, I got Terrell Owens up there too. Absolutely. People don't respect Terrell Owens. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, this is gonna this is gonna piss people off. Terrell Owens is on the same tier as all of them. If they were all S tier. Like, if we had a tier list, mm-hmm. Terrell Owens is S tier. And all y'all are haters. Terrell Owens is S tier, and Ocho is A tier. There's a severe difference between Ocho and them. Yeah. Be mad. This is going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. Tom. And you know I was an Aaron guy. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was an Aaron guy for a very long time. Just to be – I think it's. I think it's absolutely Tom now. But I want to say Peyton. Peyton was my favorite of the two. I really, I, I was, a, I was a fan of Peyton too. Uh, Even though he teabags like equipment managers or something. Yeah, that shit's fucked up. Therapist. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, click, click. Yeah, <laughs> um, running back. This is gonna be a good one. Well, Danny and Thomason. The goat. Yes. Wow, Adrian Peterson. Oof, I'm with you on that. <laughs> I'm taking Adrian. Uh, a close second is Walter. See, for me, it's third might be Ladanian. So Ladanian, Walter, Adrian, Emmett Berry. Uh, Adrian, Walter. Barry, Ladanian, Bo. Okay. Fullbacks, because we don't ever talk about fullbacks. Also, it's the same one that everybody else is. Lorenzo Neal. Lorenzo Neal is really, that's a really good pick. That's a really good pick. I don't know what college he went to, but I'm going to guess Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Just looks like a Tennessee guy, you know? Yo, I swear that's the same way I feel about Luke Kuechly. I just assumed he went to somewhere in school in Carolina. Like, you just 
He just kind of looked like um, that area. No, his son. His son, I think, went to South Carolina, so I assume he went to South. Yeah, he went to an SEC team. This is going to this is going to be a good one because I'm going to force you into a corner with this one. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Strong safety, Michael. You stand on your laurels, or do you bend with the will of the world? Do you stand on your morals, or do you bend with the will of the world? Number 20. <laughs> oh! You stood with it! From Clemson stand on it. University. Stand on it. Brian Weapon X motherfucking Dawkins. Stand on it. Okay, okay. I respect that. I respect that. I really do. Every obviously, but he's a free. He safety. was a free. He was a free. Yeah. So, Troy. You're thinking Troy. Yeah. Troy. Uh Cam Chancellor. You don't mean that. I love Cam Chancellor. You love him, but you don't mean greatest of all time. You don't mean. I that. love Cam Chancellor. If you would have said Mel Blunt, I would have took that. What? The dude from the Steelers who was like putting people in chokeholds, like walk down D. <laughs> He's like, oh, you just shot that nah, man. Nah, I'll take Cam. If I made an all-time team, I would take Cam as strong safety, and I mean that with all my soul. I would, I would put Cam Chancellor on my all-time. Team. I'm bringing my Xbox out here right now. We're gonna draft two teams of all-time players, and I would take Cam Chancellor as strong safety. I really do mean that. Okay, okay. I but free wife, safety, we're both every right? Yes. yes. Okay. It's between him and the road runner. I said, um, so you three cornerbacks. Okay. Uh, Island. Island. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Dion. Okay. You're about to say it, aren't you? Jalen. Oh, wow. Wow. All time. Okay, mine's different. I had Deion Sanders. I got Daryl Green. And then I got Brian Donald. Salt <laughs> <laughs> Samuel. Just go all the way eagle. <laughs> yeah. All my picks are fucking eagle players. Um, um yeah, the um Daryl Green. I, I, I before you get this, I do want to say that yeah. my cornerback list is better than yours. No. Daryl Green ran four three in a hotel hallway. At the age of 50, in slacks, in church, you know, in church socks. You know how slippery church socks are? I get that. I understand. That's, that, that's a fast man. Like, J- Jalen Ramsey's covering fucking uh, Hunter Renfro.
not built the same. I understand. Prior to last year, Jalen's never allowed more than 45 catches on him in a season. The exception of 2018, 53. Dale Green is that man. I feel you. Just the sport today is a, it's a long sport. I don't know. I don't know how he'll, he'll translate just a fast corner with, like, decent coverage abilities. You don't mean that. You're too young. You just don't remember. I'll throw that out there. Yeah, sure. You're just too young. Like, um, you got to I think it trash. What about your defensive line? What does your defensive line look like? The best defensive line history. Okay. Who's on that D-line, Chris? Nose guard. I got Vince Wolfo. Three mm. technique. I got uh, Aaron Donald. Oh. You know what? No, no, no. I'll put him on Russian. Three technique. I got Polodina. You're not running the ball against them, too. Russian, uh, I'll put Aaron Donald. I like I love defensive line so much. I almost want to give these backups. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, for sure, for sure. I want to make like I want to make a whole roster. Absolutely. Because because I want uh um yeah I got a lot of people. So Russian, I want to put John Lambert too. You're just doing all traditional defensive tackles. Fuck yeah. them the ends. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going to put the strong fast ones in rush in. And then uh, defensive end Michael Strahan. Strong side end. Dwight Freeney. No, no, I, I like it. Another one. Strong side end. Um, I'm, I'm not going to give you backups. Mr. Cornhusker. Stompathy. I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not giving you. Cause I'm giving you my four. My boy Fletcher, backup nose guard. Okay. I thought that's all you were waiting on for me to say Fletcher. Yeah. You didn't say Fletcher Cox. You didn't say Fletcher. He's one of the greatest. Of all. I know. Fletcher Cox is severely underrated because he's played during the time in which you saw transcendence defensive linemen. You saw JJ Watt play. The same time Fletcher Cox was playing, up until the time you saw Aaron Donald play. The same time you saw Fletcher Cox play. So Fletcher Cox doesn't get as much love as he deserves because he's these, these generational first ballot Hall of Famers have been playing at the same time. But if you look, if you ever get a chance to watch Fletcher Cox, he is a for sure first ballot Hall of Famer. There is no, he is one of the greatest defensive tackles to ever play this game. There's a reason Ever. the Eagles, I mean, and I know it's money, but the other reason is they released him and signed him within hours. Like, 
no, my defensive line is going to have at my Russian, I got Julius Peppers. That's the greatest, like one of the greatest DNs ever do it. Yeah. On my other end, I got Reggie White. Reggie White, the minister of That's defense. Okay. I just don't know how well this game will translate. And then, like, in the middle, I got John one. Randall's like, John Randall's, like, John Randall's, like, super efforts. High yeah. Uh, super fast. I, but, like, he got over because he was, like, he was small and quick. But, like, now everybody's quick. I don't think that still works. I don't think. I'm, I'm are not, offensive linemen quick enough? Yes. I don't know if they're quick. They are. Because he's going against these. Back in the day, offensive linemen were, like, 6'7", pushing 400. You're, yeah, but if you're pushing 400, you're not playing. And you saw that didn't work. He had a three-year career. Was it three years? It was not long. Um, Mike Pinnell. I got Warren Sapp to my tackle. And then I got He's Aaron. Arguably, though, I can't really think about it. Aaron Donald. He's already going to go to. And if I'm able to get a backup, I got J.J. Watt and I got T.J. Watt. Just because I think that's a fun, I like brothers working together. I want to switch my picks because now I'm running a 4 3 defense. I'm running. I'm running like it won't work for what I'm running. So now I want to move Aaron Donald inside. Remove Vince Wolford all together. Move Hillary Nolly to the nose guard. And Aaron Donald to the one technique, and then bring Terrell Suggs in as a rushing. See, and I was picking mine as like my line is going to get my pressure, so I'm not have to send my linebackers. So I'm going to have Curtis line uh, cover linebackers, and I'm pretty much having the Bears linebacker core. I'm having Lance Briggs. I'm going to have Ray Lewis, Derek Brooks. So I'm going to have Thomas Davis. Really? Uh, Come on, I'm going to throw some names out when you're done. I'm going to have Patrick Willis. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have. Play Matthew. Okay. Because I want to switch things up. Can I throw some names out at you? Go ahead. Luke Keekley. Patrick Wills. No, I mean, for this, like, Davis pick. For Davis? Yeah. No. Sean Merriman. No. Just throwing names at you. Brian Erlacher. No. Um, LeVar Ayrton. Sam Mills no. just went to the Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, Bobby Bell. No. Derek Thomas. Maybe. Derek Brooks. Yes, but you picked him first. Oh, see. So okay, yeah. Um, 
<laughs> the reason why I went with the front seven I went with is because I know what my coverage is going to look like. Yeah. Cam Chancellor is going to fill every single alley that uh, I sent Clay Matthews on, right? So if Clay loses his contained at all, or if Clay has to shuffle out, I can depend on the fact that alley can be filled by Cam. Uh, Edwards is going to be Edwards, right? And then while I'm sitting looking at my cornerbacks, cornerbacks, Dion, Jalen. Can I do one more? Dion Island. Taquito Spikes. Underrated career. Man had a neck the size of people's arms. <laughs> oh, so my O-line. So I have Jason Kelsey at center. My guard is Larry Allen. And I'm going to go Logan Makins. Right, and then my tackle is Jonathan Ogden and uh, Bruce Matthews. That's my line, yeah. Uh, and Larry Allen, obviously, yeah. Uh, Jeff Saturday, I got who's that tackle from the Browns. Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas. What are you doing? I'm trying to get the water. I got Joe Thomas. Let me, uh, other tackle. I got. Can I give you some names? I'm thinking about guards, yeah. Um. Well, I mean, feel free to move some tackles to guard. Okay. I got, uh, Trey Thomas, right? You got him. You got, uh, Oh, somebody that we forgot. Orlando Pace. Orlando Pace, right guard. Put him next to Larry. Strong time. That's dope. Um, and Taylor Lewan, left side. Taylor Lewan? Yeah. Yeah, I want very fast off his one on the left side. Okay. Joe Thomas and Taylor Lamont can move. Um I, I like that. I like that one. Okay, like wait, 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 wait. I don't know if it's a little bit of bias because you went against Taylor Lamont. I do like Taylor Lamont. Yeah. I did go against him. I did look good. <laughs> <laughs> and then my backup's gonna be uh, Trey because I got a my boy Trey. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Trey can play every position. Shit, Cody Small too. That's my dog. Cody Small plays uh, plays for the Bears. Why here? Oh yeah, Cody. It's Cody Small. Cody Smalls had to be like another person I played with. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cody right here. Ooh, who's your greatest tight end of all time, Chris? <laughs> Tony Gonzalez. And mm. then Rob Minkowski. Hey, you only have one. You have one tight end. Uh, okay. Uh, you have one, okay. Yeah. You have one tight end that you're catching tight end, and then you have a lesser tight end uh, that's going to do blocking. I don't want to draw that. I don't want it's gonna be two. Okay, pick your two. I pick two. It's gonna be two. That's it. I right, pick your two. Two gonna be Tony so, Gonzalez and 
The swag is white boy all black. Travis Kelsey. Oh, I was going to say Greg Olson. <laughs> Third leg Greg. Man, okay, so I'm not going to pick yours. I'm going to pick two different. I'm going to pick. Oh, Antonio Gates, Shannon Sharp. I think Antonio Gordon's better. And that's where I shine through a little bit. It's because weird I that think you... that your linebacker core is better. I think that my yeah. secondary is better. I think that your defensive line is like our both our defensive lines are very competitive. Mm-hmm. I think they're close. I think this depends on what you're looking for in your defense. For me, I'm gonna look to run the ball and stop you from running the ball. I think that's one of these games. A lot of times. Uh oh. Who's your kicker? Just David Akers. I'm gonna go Sebastian Sebastian Janikowski. Uh, Hunter. Oh, I have. I already got him. <laughs> As a kicker, you think of Shane Leckler? Uh, nah. Uh, show love to uh, black people destroying. That's dope. I like that. Destroying my punter. My all-time team. Um, I would. I would pick him. I'm gonna go. Stay. I'm gonna pick Marquise King because he makes me laugh. I like Marquise King too. That was no, that's hilarious. <laughs> Where does Antonio Brown sit on that same tier list of, of like S through F? Where do you put Antonio Brown? I put Antonio Brown. No under on the field. Under the field, Julio, above Julian Edelman. What? Is the letter of I don't get the tier thing. I'm gonna be real with you. A A tier. Yeah. So beneath the all time grades. Yes. Is Julio on the A tier above him or is Julio S tier? I think Julio's S tier. Or is AJ Green? <laughs> career wise? Where's AJ Green, Mike? Like all time career? Michael. Simple question. Give him a fucking letter. It's B tier. He's B tier. He's what? He's B tier. Say it with your goddamn chest. You remember when you was talking about? No, nah, no. Nah, say it the same way you were saying it when we was kids, Mike. You say he was gonna be S, and I was arguing for Julio, and you wasn't listening to me. I didn't. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, hold don't on. you, don't you lie. Hold don't on. you, Michael, Michael, hold Michael, on. Michael, my brother in Christ. Don't you sit on this fucking podcast and lie to these fucking people. I'm not lying. I'm I just, never said Julio you, was trash. I don't never said lie. Julio was trash. I, I didn't I ask said, you. you said he was trash. I said AJ Green is that dude too. No, you didn't. You that, that's lying what I said. ass that's nigga. What I said. You, you were lying, bro. You did not say two as an also. There's a di- but no. Michael said better career, AJ Green. Better player. AJ oh, Green. No, no, no. Better everything under the sun was going to be A.J. Green. Did A.J. Say, Green was going to be a better receiver than Julio Jones. Yeah. And it wasn't going to be close. I said he was going to be a better. It didn't happen that way. How did it happen? <laughs> <laughs> All right, where's Lockett go? Uh, be honest. And those on Tyler Lockett. I went to Kansas State University with Tyler Lockett. That's what we're talking about. Ah. Uh, so, if I'm going with current NFL wide receivers, right? 
No, compared comparatively to the people on the list, man. I don't think I don't. I don't think he compares really. Like, where does he fall? A through F. I'm putting a C. C. Ask me. (laughs) Where do you put him? What? Where do you put Tyler Lockett? S tier. That's my nigga. I shouldn't even say that that's my nigga. He's just a good guy. I love with it. He's he's a good he's a good guy and at one time good friend. Uh, S tier. S tier is fuck. S tier than a motherfucker. Is he better than Mike Evans? He's better than everybody else in the NFL. He's the greatest receiver to ever play. Of all time? No. Of all time? No. He's like he's like fifth. That's fair. Hey, I'm with you. Behind that big four. Here's why I'm with you. When I thought you were going to be a Madden, I was like, I don't even care if he's a 52 overall. I'm picking him. That's love. Appreciate that. Like, I would have definitely been a 52 overall. <laughs> I'm signing him immediately. Hey, yo. Work on my career with me. That's love. Like, uh, uh, the draft class that you're in, like, you know, like, you do franchise mode and you could try uh, draft. They People create the draft class online. I'll still add you to this day. And I'm like, you know, like, this is the spot he went at. You probably don't remember. I do. Uh-huh. So you need to put him in. That's I mean, my problem. I'm trying to think of some other people who were, who were kind of, who kind of had more prevalent careers in the NFL that I went to school with at one time. So, uh, you know what? You know what I didn't say? Well, An actual, because, Obviously, me and Tyler were good friends when I went to Kansas. One person I maintained a friendship over with this entire time, a very good friend of mine. I'm taking out whatever defensive lineman you want yeah. to sub in Michael Pinnell as a starter. Just add him. Michael add Pinnell. That's my dog. That's that's my Did dog. Did he, he go to Green Bay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Jets, Green Bay, uh, Kansas City. Jimmy, good dude. Good dude. Hard worker. Love Great. It. Phenomenal football player. Learn to put it all together with his weight. Use his hands. Phenomenal football player. You won't find another 350 using his hands like that. The podcast loves Big Mike. Big Mike Donald. Um, He's small Mike to me, though. Yeah. Um, oh, regular size Mike. I was not getting that. So you have a lot, like, a lot of good stories about people who you're like, I really enjoyed this person, and I want chaos. Who's a person that you were like? So let me let me preface this. I have a job that is around football that I'm not going to talk about, and I work with people who've been in the NFL, and they talk about certain players. They're like, "Hey, yo, I fucking hated that dude." There's a current lineman on the Packers who we make fun of because well, we don't. I just sit and listen to the stories, but he just talks about how he just hates this guy. I don't want to say hate. He's just like, he's such a kiss ass. And like, he annoys me. Is there anybody who you're just like, you stand out as a person I just don't. I don't like? Yeah. You want to, you, you want to change names? All right, so there's one offensive lineman. And a place I went to. I felt like at time, no, no, there's two guys. There's one guy that I genuinely dislike. And he played right next to me. Genuinely disliked him. And at the time, it was like I, I made excuses for why it was like shit was okay. But now, 
like as an adult and not in a situation where like I could be bullied by the majority of people there type shit. Like fuck you. You know what I mean? Oh, roller that's, skates? That's one guy. That's that's one guy. Roller skates? No, 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 not him, not him, no, 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 no. Damn, I can't even say that nigga name now. She said that like <laughs> that's crazy. But uh, <laughs> is it bad that like we've never had that conversation? But I said roller skates, and you knew exactly who I was talking to. Yeah, I, mean, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's fucked up. Cause I like him. He cool. He was like, <laughs> it's a quiet. Quiet. All you have to Quiet. do is watch tape from 2014. Yo, chill, chill. <laughs> what did you do? Who raised you to be like this? <laughs> chill out. Chill out. Don't do that. <laughs> but um, the other dude, I, I just felt like I felt some animosity from where I was coming from, from my position to his. And we were opposite each other. You know what I mean? I didn't like the animosity I felt. So here's the thing about uh, guys, and it's funny, one of the people was actually listed. We used to do one-on-ones together, and they were very competitive, right? We'd always do one-on-ones, and I would give them a pretty good look uh, one-on-ones. I'd say, for the most part, if I wasn't tired, I would, I would do, like, a great one-on-one. You know? And it was like we were always fuck. You know, like, those people that you're just, like, you're always fucking paired up with, like, yeah. Like, <clears throat> coaches see you guys, and they're like, okay, he squats 500, you squat 480. He benches, you know, 380, you bench 420. Y'all need to fight every single day in practice. Y'all team up. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like shit like yeah, that. Yeah. Me and these two other guys were pretty much paired up all the fucking time. Like, if it wasn't one, it was the other. And one, it was it was always a hard fucking fight, both ways, it was, both of them, was, it was always a hard fight. But one of them was like just a cool dude, he was just chilling in the choir, you could see on the ambiance. The other dude just like had like some animosity driven tendencies that I didn't care for. Is there anybody in the NFL now that you're just like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about? Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, maybe you went against somebody, like, hey, you know what, I didn't care for him. Like, as far as him not being that good, but, sure, well, I, anything really. I think you could say the name of release. I don't know that other person, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, you ain't shit. Um, I say I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to put a name on. on I don't want to put a name on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to. Um, but yeah, man. I just some of some of the niggas they're just, they're just a little weird, man. And it was like you hear little things like. I was like a problematic person at this specific place. Yeah, yeah. I think you have a great idea of who I'm, of where I'm talking about or what I'm talking about yeah. now. I had a couple of issues running into this place. Most of them were my own fault because I came in out of shape. That was like the biggest issue is I came in out of shape and it kind of spawned all these other issues. But then once I got into shape, all these other issues that spawned were still there. And it's like, hey, now you're forgetting that I'm in shape now. Now there's issues that are here that are like just unnecessary yeah. right um you hear like in in like the captain's meetings you hear like from other people yeah bro this person was in there boxing for like fighting for you telling them like hey man y'all need to like chill off my man's like and i'm not even cool with it but me and him fight every day you feel me yeah and then the other one you hear like 
He's like, yo, pretty much fuck this dude. Type shit. Fuck him. Yeah. Like, if he ain't with the program, fuck him. It's all about the team. It's like, bro, I'm all about the team already. Like, I obviously learned how the culture goes when I got here. Tried to adapt to it. Was a little fucked up before because y'all brought me in as an adult already. So it's one of those things. It's just like, you know, you ain't finna sign nobody that's already paid his own bills. Like, just suck my dick. I bought my mother a car before I ever came here. Suck my dick. Like, you know, yeah. but you got to drop that whole mentality because that's just prideful. And, and I think that's something that, like, a lot of teams, like, on a high school level, it's like, yeah, you're the team, you're the team. But when you get to college and, like, pros, it is a business arrangement. Like, college sometimes, you know, you are grooming. I don't want to say grooming. You are <laughs> hey, yo. you are preparing young men for the world still. But it is more of like, okay, this is what we're doing. How do you feel about this? like? I, I believe, like, you have to also realize, like, these are young men who understand, like, I am bringing the school millions of dollars. I am millions of dollars. Like, you're not just going to tell me, you know, like, I'm a bitch and all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a, that's a, that's a problem with the NCAA system altogether. And I'll, damn, now we're getting, like, kind of deeper into it. Hey, people getting paid now. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, what a time to be alive type shit, bro. Yeah. I remember when I was eating Top Ramen. Y'all got it. Um, I think that, that was a problem with the NCAA system altogether. And I, I think that it's still there even with the money. The problem is that you're bringing people into the system and you're treating them as if they're still high school kids from a mental aspect. And here's the problem with that. It works when you actually get a kid, and I understand this. Yeah. I understand the dynamic. It works when you actually get a kid who's a kid. Yeah. Right? You get these 17-year-olds, these 18-year-olds, coming in and you shine the lights to glimmer and this is what you have to do to get there shut the fuck up and listen to every single thing i say and it becomes a very yes sir no sir type of thing you know and that's where like that slave master mentality shit comes in as an aspect but i understand to get the uh, the job done i understand because i will always say that one individual goal it's not bigger than the goal of the collective. Or one individual problem isn't mm-hmm. bigger than the goal of the collective. But some, but something like you know, like something really like sometimes they're like these kids are like coming from the small school in Nebraska, and now they're in Florida, and oh my god, and, and these kids, and you got to rein them in. Some of these dudes are JUCO transfers who've been in college for like two that's years. That's where the biggest are, issue comes about. That's where that's that's literally what I'm about to get into next. It is very prevalent now because. I was watching something with Deion Sanders, and he was like, we have, like, 15 uh, scholarships we can give out. Bigger schools have 25, right? None of them are going to JUCO transfers because they air out. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, though. Like, when you bring in a JUCO kid, right, yeah. it's a lot different than bringing in a, a college, like a, like a high school kid. Mm-hmm. You don't know what that Juco kid has done with those year and a half to two years that he was in college already, right? And in your mind, you're thinking this kid was just walking around going to class every day um, and, and has some type of sound structure within that Juco. Like, the truth is, Juco is kind of a fucking jungle. It's, and in saying it's a jungle, it's just like it's one of those things where there are so many people 
who are trying to fight outside this fishbowl, but at the same time have no support back home potentially. Mm-hmm. Well, they have to create their own success within school and outside school. Yeah. That it becomes a situation where that kid has grown up extremely fast in that year and a half, two years. So they're coming in with the mindset of, of an adult already. So this yes, so yes, sir, no, sir, I'm your master shit doesn't fucking work. Right? Like, the motherfuckers see shit differently. I ain't been here. Y'all ain't took care of me. I realized I had choices before I got here. I'm out of choices after I leave. I realized that Baltimore sat down with me and said, I'm going to recruit you the same way, whether you're here or not. We already know who you are. Like, and, and you know, like, something that I, I think about a lot. I was like, if you were born. Just name drop a team. That's crazy. Yeah. If you were born in 2002 instead of 1992 and you're going into college and you're like, I went to this school, you could. I'm on the air out. I'm transferring. Yeah. And like go somewhere. And like. There's no separate or difference in your recruiting. Mm-hmm. Because you've already been known on the national level. But back then, when you were like. The You're tra- problematic. Oh, transfer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You got to sit out a year. You got to do blah, blah, blah. I think for transfer. But it's also like the perception of the coaches themselves changed. Mm-hmm. Right. So the pro coaches or pro scouts were looking at it as. Initially, when transfer had happened, what did you do? Cannot make this work. Yeah. Right? I think the transitions become more of like a that system didn't work for you, and you obviously know better, or you have an idea of what was best for you, so it didn't work for you. You moved. That's fine. Our system works better with this court or with this system that you moved to, anyways. That's one of the bigger things why we have, or bigger reasons why we have an interest in you. Or it's like, oh, well, our system is somewhere between these, and you've shown that you're malleable by being successful in this system and this system. So let's talk, right? Like they have a lot more respect for the minds of the athlete at a younger age. Um, I think there's a debate to be had on how much respect you have for those minds. Yeah. Uh, But it's good to have a baseline. Absolutely. Because looking at people like their children until the day they sign or you sign a check to them. And I was like, okay, immediately you're a grown man with a million dollars, figure it out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like at that point, it's, it's problematic now. Because they weren't treated like adults at any other time frame besides this time frame. I think that's just in, like, life as well. Like, people want to lay like, oh, these, like, 20-year-olds are all fucked up. It's like, because they've been in a school for so long where the only choice they've got to make is can I go? The only, like, questions they were allowed to ask is can I go to the bathroom? And, like, yeah, like, our school system is set up to make workers, not thinkers. I agree. And, but uh, I think on a high school level and a college football level, let's say you went to bumfuck Egypt school, whatever. I'm not going to call some school. And they went two and, uh, two and eight. Right? During your school was like, I'm sorry, like went, uh, 11 and L, right? But you're like, I don't like this school. I want to transfer to Florida, right? And Florida went two and eleven. I feel like you should be able to transfer and not have to sit that year out. And just like in high school, like if someone transfers, like let's say, uh, uh, what's that 
Cal Berkeley, I think it is. Yeah, I'm at school. California. Yeah. If, let's say a player's like, yo, I'm the I I've got the next fucking Peyton Manning son in front of me. I'm gonna transfer to this small school in Texas because I gotta move anyway. Or I gotta transfer to the school down the street and they went zero. They won one game last year. I feel like that kid should just play because high school kids are transferring because they just want to, like, if they're going to, like, do that, they're going to a school to get, like, noticed and things like that. Yeah. That's more prevalent now than it was. Yeah, high school kids transfer to get exposure all the time. I mean, it goes as far as moving states. Yeah. Which, you know, I get it. Um, It's just one of those things where that's a lot of Pressure on a kid, particularly. Right. It's one of those things where I, I would tell my sons specifically just play the sport to the best of your abilities. Yeah. You'll get noticed. Like it's not hard. It's not as hard as you think to get noticed. And what I mean by that is the things that I need to finance, I will. Yeah. Right. Do you know where all my exposure came from? Oh. Uh... I was going to make a joke, but no, go ahead. National rankings, everything came from one combine. Went to Under Armour, got third place, Dark, Dark Horse, that, like, came out of nowhere. And I was even, like, pronounced as the Dark Horse of the combine, like, where this kid come from. Yeah. And I went in there, and I performed. I went in there, ran a, a sub-5, 140 at 320 pounds, yeah. 6'5". Uh, had an amazing vertical. I was a big thing to sit out it. And then we did one on ones, and I ate. I, I did not lose a single one one on one. And what what was really good about that was that there was two offensive linemen there that were nationally ranked, and I violated both of them, like for free. Like they were free, and um, and it just. <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of like, funny though, because you've been walking me ever, ever since then. That was going into my junior year. Yeah, it's kind of funny because you've been ranked as a dark horse like your entire like football career. One of my proudest moments was Hall of Famer Gil Brandt calling you a dark horse as like I really like the kid Chris Brown and he's gonna do this. And I was like, what the? I screenshotted this article. So I was like, because <laughs> so I was randomly like, reading it. And I'm like Chris Brown, and I clicked on it. I'm like. That's you. That's my brother. What? <laughs> like I was like I was I was like legit like some other dude named Chris Brown. I'll tell you what was, like I guess what was cool for me is because like it was something that we grew up yeah. doing. Like we grew up a lot watching the NFL draft together. Yeah. I think the coolest, the single coolest moment for me out of Nah, I wouldn't. Mm, first one up until Atlanta was the coolest moment. Yeah. Uh, looking at Seattle was the. Coolest. You know, it was yeah. like those were really cool. Something that stood out to me from like a nostalgic, like family, like moment was like looking on like the next best player on the draft list and yeah. being on that list. That shit was okay. You know what I mean? That shit. That shit was Can crazy. I? I've I've never told you this. I was like sick that draft day because like I'm just sitting and I'm like, okay, I was not gonna go in the first round. 
right, he's not gonna go to second round. All right, he's not gonna go to third. And then like the fourth, fifth, I'm like, all right, it's becoming. What happened in the fourth round was interesting. Is San Diego called me in the yeah. fourth round, so they're gonna draft me. They didn't. Yeah, they ended up picking up I think a tight end, and then the fifth round comes around, and another team called my agent, and he's like. Oh, no, don't worry about it. You know, we can go and draft it. You know? No. Um, and the reasoning for that, which in hindsight, I guess it does make some sense. It doesn't make some sense in other regards. I don't know. For him, he wants to argue for more kind of guaranteed money or more uh, uh, of a signing bonus. No. With the essentials. And I guess that's easier to do when someone's going undrafted rather than going in the 56th round or 7th round. The other part of it is that you're going to get paid the same everyone in that 5th round on. Is all getting paid around the same. Um, yeah. So that's, I, I, that's but what kind of happened. I, this is why I disagree with that. Teams feel much easier about, like, oh, I'm cutting this undrafted player versus, because, like, friends would freak out, like, we're cutting our fifth round pick from this year. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Some, uh, yeah. I, don't no, but, really think about that. I, I don't know. I don't really take into account a lot of fan base talk. Uh, <laughs> fan bases are toxic. All y'all are yeah. toxic. So I just don't really but, uh, so take like, y'all takes into account. So yeah, like during the draft, we're just like, it's me and my girlfriend at the time. And like, I'm sitting at the TV and I'm kind of like, okay. Like, and she would ask me a question. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like it may happen and it's not happening. And she's like, let's just go out and like, so like I'm watching it on my phone as we're out and I'm like, and then like, and then it's like you know, Mister uh, Irrelevant coming up and I'm like, yeah, don't call my fucking brother that, y'all. Like I whoop your ass <laughs> on, like on G, or like on GD, y'all. Don't like call hey, my brother like that. Like, <laughs> like I come to your cribs right now, son. Like, and then it was like some like kicker, and I was like, ah, oh, it's another pick. It's coming. I got I got called within five minutes of the draft. Yeah, it just, I got called by three teams within five minutes of the draft ending. It wasn't a big deal. I got called twice during the draft. In my mind, it wasn't a big deal. I got called three times immediately following the draft. Um, two of them were Angelo throwing picks at me. Uh, two were uh, a friend of mine tossing some some thoughts at me. Uh, and the and the last one was a representative from Atlanta. <laughs> but uh, uh, he asked me how I felt. What are your thoughts? How do you feel? I talked to him briefly, and uh, I was like, "I'm excited for the opportunity." He was like, well, "Congratulations, we did this with the Atlanta Falcons in the contract." And I was like, "This is fucking lit!" Yeah, yeah. And like, well, like, so like, I'm in the car, and like, and <laughs> I feel so bad for this girl now that I think about it. So like, the draft is over, and she like looks up, and she goes. And like real quiet and scared, she goes, "Did he get picked?" And I'm like, "If you don't not talk to me for the least the next two minutes," and then mom called me and she's like, "Watch the draft." I'm like, "Mom, what the fuck?" <laughs> and she was like, "She's like, uh, yeah." And then I got a call from Shakora, our cousin, and she's just like. And she was like, she couldn't say anything. She was just like, Atlanta. And I'm like, 
the show? What the fuck are you talking? Like, because at this time I, I put this behind me, even though it was like five minutes. I like put this shit behind me. She's just like Atlanta, and I'm like, because because she called me before. She's like San Diego, and I'm like, but she was like more tall. She's like San Diego. It's gonna happen. We're gonna move to San. Diego. I'm like, no, we are not gonna move to San Diego. <laughs> Chris is gonna move to San Diego. <laughs> I will visit San Diego, but I'm not gonna like live with my. NFL brother, it's not a fucking sitcom. Like, it would be, but like, I wouldn't like. Hey, well, you live in this mansion and you're paying for my shit now. I work at a grocery store and I, oh, <laughs> I, I bring in seven hundred dollars a month. <laughs> help out with the bills. <laughs> like, yeah, we go for rent. <laughs> but uh, and then like, so she's like, yeah, you know, so like, you don't need to worry and all this stuff. And then um, I was ha- I was happy I was one of the first people called, but she was just like Atlanta, and I'm like, okay, she goes, no, my Atlanta, and I'm like Atlanta, and she's like Atlanta, he's going to Atlanta, and I'm like, and she's yelling at this point, and I'm like, and then you called me, he's like, hey, uh. <laughs> it was so funny, I think about you, hey, uh. so hey, I got signed by the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what do you think? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm like, okay, so context. I'm like, I'm like habitually mid about everything. I don't really get like more excited about anything. But I was really, like, I'm, I'm really excited in my heart. Like, I'm happy and excited in my mind. It just doesn't translate well, ever. <laughs> But like, because it always comes out like just. <laughs> the best part yeah, was like yeah. you're like, yeah, they got signed by Atlanta, and I was like, okay, he goes. So I guess I got to move to Atlanta and start <laughs> listening to trap music. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it would crack me up. Though. It would crack me up. Was uh, I think it, it had to be like probably like. Ten minutes after I get off, I don't even want to say that. You know what I'm talking about? No. The joke you sent me about ten minutes after I got off the phone with you. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Hey, you sent me young Mike was a demon. <laughs> so, I'm I'm engaged to get married at the time, right? Mike says, just in case you need help, not cheat, and he sends me a statistic of AIDS in Atlanta. <laughs> With a map of hot spots for each of you. Oh man, I laughed really hard. But uh, yeah, man, it was uh, that was a really cool time. Yeah. That whole kind of area. Oh, that was a really cool time. Obviously, that's like a couple of my pro. I think, and then like uh, obviously, if I won a championship, I think that would be my my top two. <laughs> And then my third is like the article with Gil Brandt because, like, somebody I follow, like, I watch a lot. Like, uh, some of the coolest moments, man, they, they, they definitely happen with family. Uh, when family's involved, and then some of those memories that are established that are like really, they're really cool. You get a chance to. to Do you remember the combine? Which one? The regional combine in Chicago. 
that was all. You want to talk about it? I did just one thing that like stood out that I like that's fucking hilarious. So I'm not allowed in the combine, obviously, because I'm fucking nobody. And so he's going in the combine, he's doing his thing, and I'm like, Everybody I, somebody to somebody, by the way. That's true. Well, uh, but just Chicago Bears and Milwaukee Bucks. I don't think they give a fuck about me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So Chicago has like a little training thing that's in Milwaukee, and the Bucks will sometimes go there and work <laughs> out, and it's it's cool and shit. Anyway. So I'm sitting in there, you know, sitting on Snapchat and just watching a movie because it takes a while. And um, <laughs> so, you know, eventually you come back out and I was like, okay, well, what do we need to work on? How did it go? He goes, he go, you go. I benched really well. The drills went really well. I'm like, okay. But I noticed he left out the 40 time. And I was like, how'd the 40 go? He goes, not good. Not good at all. <laughs> he said just like that. Not good. He's like, not good. That was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, bro. It was fucked up because my 10, my positive uh, 10 was Ugh. so good. My Eldro was so good. Broad jump, good. Vert, good. Bro, I went in there and ran at 40. I don't know what happened. Bro. We're not even going to say the number. I think it's because we was in Chicago and we ate chicken. Hey. And we ate Chicago-style pizza. We ate all the worst shit. You know what they say about I Chicago. I completely dumped my diet. I was on like a very strict diet before yeah. that point. Uh, I dumped all of it. Was and you, was, you, know, food, you were there with your fiance. He's never been to Chicago. Sure. You wanted to show Chicago. And if you don't know, if you've never been to Chicago or you're not from Chicago, one of the sayings in Chicago is uh, come to Chicago for the food, stay because you're probably murdered. And well, if it's the north side. I'm not going to laugh at that, bro. I'm not. I'm not. I'm from Chicago. I love to see. If you're from the north side, it's stay because you got taken care of. Not of me. But, um, but yeah, man, that shit was wild, man. Cause I, and you know what's funny? It was an electric time for you, right? Yeah. They don't tell you the time. You just post them online. I didn't know what the time was. I just knew that that shit was bad. Uh, you can feel it while you're running. Yeah. It was yeah. Just, and we I only mean, ran one. That's what fucked me up. The person we ran who, yeah. one. We didn't warm up. We fucking. My name is Chris Brown. They fucking alphabetically fucked me. <laughs> like I, yeah. I, I just knew there was some A's in there. <laughs> Chris Brown. I was like, "What?" You know what? So I had a similar thing because when I was like doing like college like combines to like try to get to college, mm -hmm. I remember I ran this forty, and I just knew I'm like, "This shit's about to be a six or something," and I just kept running. Look, I looked over at the desk right after I finished the forty. I looked over at the desk. This is why I do with glasses sitting in the chair. Hey, like he's, like, you don't know, he's, he has, it's like one of those white ping pong tables with like a fucking cover over it. And he's yeah. sitting there with his laptop. His glasses are low. You know, like when white people do the thing where yeah. like, they got the glasses low on their nose and they're looking up, like their heads up, but they're looking down through the glasses. And the time came through. 
nigga's face didn't change at all. Yeah, yeah. His face. <laughs> you knew, you know, you know. There was, yep. there was zero excitement in this nigga's face, bro. You know you zero. ran a shitty 40 time when, like, the person, like, time you doesn't look up. Nothing. He didn't, like, you know when, like, you know you run a good time when, like, you run it. The motherfucker look up at you. You look back down at the time, they look up at you. It's yeah. like a small smirk. And y'all both like, yeah, I'm that guy. I'm him. Like, he like looks up at you like, oh, okay, you are human. I just thought maybe yeah. I pressed the button too fast. Bro, when I tell you he didn't look up, nothing changed. That time came through and he just looked at it like, copy, paste, upload. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no. But then I went to the pro day. Pro day came around and ran a far superior a far superior form. It was, it was literally night and day. Like you, you could tell that something was wrong during the first, uh, during the first kind of outing. Oh, I say far superior. I'm talking about like, I don't know the time. I'm talking about like point five fast. Like I have a whole second. It was not a whole second. That would imply that like it was like over five eight, which it wasn't. But like, man, I'm just saying, it's similar to Tom Brady's 40 time. Uh, yeah, me and him would have had a competitive race right there. Yeah, I that it was cold, bro. It was snowing. Yeah, it was my first time running a 40 in the snow. And, and then like, like and bro, the facility, everything that everything that could go wrong went wrong that day. And the facility is not like a facility; it's a fucking tent in the woods. Mm-hmm. It was cold as shit in that tent. Yeah, so it's not like you and this ace, like this nice, like heated room. Tent, it's like a fucking, it's like a, what's the word for it? It's like a, uh, it's like an airport. Yeah. You're walking through, you're seeing all these little collectibles and fucking food places and shit. Yeah, that's what we, yeah. yeah we got McDonald's right after we left. Yeah. We had egg McMuffin. Feelings were. And, uh, but like, no, like the actual thing is a fucking tent. Yeah. In the woods, yeah, it was a huge It's nice, hey, man. Hey, man, I'm gonna tell you what. The scouts' eyes lit up when I went to my drills, though, and that I held on to that little piece, and I was like, as long as they publish what my feet and my hands look like when I was running through these drills, I'm still in a good place, right? And that was like the highlight of. Those like the two highlights. Yeah, there's a few highlights as me as a player. I bend really well. I move really well, and I was intelligent. Yeah. You don't kiss any ass either, so that was good. I should have just come in and just bring everybody Starbucks. Yeah, like, we'd, be, we'd be rich right now if I did. <laughs> <laughs> just say, hey, Mr. Timer Man, I know what you like in your Starbucks, but uh, I got you everything. I got all of them. Yeah, right? No, no, I should have brought candy to the film sessions. Got everybody Chick fil A on my way into the office. I would say the facility, I guess. Honestly, you can't even get nobody Chick fil A in the facility. The facility, they got a chef. And I don't understand that shit at all. You just say what you want. This nigga just go in the back and find it. It's crazy. He's like, yeah, I want some lobster tail and shrimp. And he got it. He'd be like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'm a coach now. Player brought me some Chick fil A. Not saying he's starting, but like, he does get a little bump in playtime. It's like, oh, we're winning by two touchdowns? Uh, They're winning Davis. I don't know. Let me get some PT. I'm saying, though, bro. It's the move. I'm completely joking. I cannot be bribed. 
Take care of them old ass. Uh, take care of them old people. I was about to. I was about to throw so much shade at you right now. Shit. I was because I forgot you was a football coach for a sec. I'm sorry. I forgot you. You know you. You work. Yeah, in, yeah, I think coaching. Some I think we can say it. I'm a football coach. I was about to throw so much shade at you, bro. This one be acting like a motherfucker. <laughs> Like, these old ass niggas don't get no love from their kids at home. <laughs> <laughs> they go out and they try to find love with the community. <laughs> Bring them niggas an apple, bro. You know what? When they're doing cardio, go sit on the bike next to them. Ride the bike next to them. <laughs> like, I, okay. Jog off the field. Make yeah, feel like, actually. Make them feel proud. Jog, yeah, like, jog that's how you feel. I, I'll have a couple of players who like, coach, because I, I tell the the kid to lie, and I'm like, this is like imported Egyptian grass, so you can't walk on this. You always have to jog off the field. And they're like, and I'll get one kid's like, coach, I'm jogging off the field. I'm like, I'm proud of you, Davis. I'm proud of you. <laughs> so, man, I look, uh, one thing I wanted to, because I, I know we have like a host of, of us, since we spent a lot of this time frame talking about sports, I really, really, really wanted to get into Save that for next week. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is just a weird one. We were just having a weird vibe to just talk about like sports, but it's gonna be a little bit of everything. We uh we just want to chill, hang out with you and talk about things. But until that time, it's, it's never the right time to say goodbye. Almost locally. Crazy right now. Yeah, I feel that, bro. You know that's Chris Brown, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's my dog. You know what I'm saying? It's I'm never. Sorry. Oh. Oh. oh I won't drop it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you guys on the other side, man. Stay black in these streets, you hear it? It's not going to suck itself. I don't know if I can say that anymore. Now that I have like a government job. Ha, ha, ha.